Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hi, I'm Marisa Jones, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection. I'm joined by my co-host, Neil Haley, and today we have a fascinating guest. Her name is Kia Dowdy. She's a certified life coach, helping to bring transformation and impact to lives one at a time. She helps many in grief, trauma, mental illness, and identity crisis. Kia is the founder of Integral Solutions Coaching Services and CEO and founder of Crown of Glory Resource Center and Safe Haven. Originally from Tennessee, she's a single mother of one son, and she currently resides in Texas. Welcome to the show, Kia. Hi, thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about how you started. Um, you, you have more than one company. Uh, tell me how you got into that space and what, what drives you to, uh, to do the type of work that you do. Um, yes, so I'm a psychology major, uh, originally from Tennessee, uh, graduate of Southwest Tennessee Community College. And so basically, um, just helping people has always been a drive uh, and a mission that I wanted to accomplish. Uh, and so as life coach and mentoring um, became something that was growing, you know, rapidly and it was something that I was basically doing, especially in ministry. Um, it was something that was integrated under uh, my life coach that I had um, to help other people, to assist them in uh, common areas of trauma, abuse, um, advocacy, different avenues of that uh, demeanor because of the fact that uh, people, you know, don't have as many people to assist them in those areas to cope, to understand, to come out of it. Um, so that's how I was um, able to build Integral Solutions Coaching Service. Um, it was founded about two years ago. Um, and since then, I've just basically um, been moving and mentoring and counseling uh, women, children, and men all over. Wow, what a journey, for sure. Yeah. And and when I when I found you on on um, social media, I saw that you did a lot of work ar around dance. Can you talk a little bit how you incorporate that or um, how you use that in the type of work that you do? Um, yes. Yeah, so um, when I was younger, I used to do performing arts and dance and different things back in my home church um, and actually to. Um, that was my first time with the video that you saw where I did prophetic flash flag ministry. Um, I did it to fill in for a space for uh, a performing arts venue that was um, up and rising with one of the uh, ladies companies that I partner with here in Colleen, Texas. Um, it's just always been a gift of mine, um, dancing um, through music, through worship um, before God. So basically, I just I just took on um, the responsibility of doing that, basically being led by the spirit um, to give back to God in, in dance and worship. I love that. I recently started. I mean, I love to dance because uh, it's just so freeing. 
Uh, but I recently started doing a little bit more just movement, just in general, like waking up and just doing all kinds of movement. And um, it, it's really like such a relaxing thing to do. And we don't do it often enough. We're so rigid in our life, you know, every day and getting up and sitting in front of computers and everything we do is just kind of so straight and narrow. And so I, I, the, the, the movement part is so important for our mental health. Um, yes. yes. To get into. So tell me a little bit about um, what what do you do besides dance and movement? What, what do you do to maintain good mental health? Um, I do a lot of reading and meditation, um, being before God, um, just being uh, I go to the lake. I like being by the water. Uh, it's very soothing and freeing and calming as well. Um, I was walking a lot, but uh, my schedule has kind of been tight. Uh, I use walking as a form of release as well to um, walk and listen to worship and uh, meditate. But mostly a lot that I do uh, is reading and, and going to the lake and just having free time uh, in solitude and quietness. And what are some of the uh, what what would you say some of the challenges are in the type of work that you do? Um, basically, people uh, being in cycles, people uh, being in bondage, and not wanting to come out of agreement with the things that they have been taught, um, learn behaviors, patterns, uh, different cycles and methods of. Uh, poor characteristics and things like that. Um, so sometimes it takes stages, um, just depending on the, the uh, I would say the conception or the, the trauma, how deeply enrooted or embedded that it is. Um, so sometimes it takes breaking away and breaking down things and going through stages of tearing down those strongholds and those cycles um, within people that they may be free uh, mentally, emotionally, physically, a lot of people um, are in a place of age, but they're not free emotionally. They're still bound like by 12-year-old childhood trauma or uh, things that they've been taught and learned behaviors from uh, adolescent and, and youth and young adult age. So uh, a lot of barriers have to be broken to uh, bring the full transition and transformation of what they need in their life that leads to freedom. How difficult is it to break barriers, especially when someone's gone through certain trauma that they've grown up learning this specific habit? It's very tough on the people around them and they really can't break it. Do you think there's a possibility? What are your thoughts? Yes, there's definitely a possibility. Uh, it takes work. Uh, it, it takes um, finding the root cause. It takes knowing, taking accountability, uh, it, it takes wanting to break out of it uh, and finding the avenues and the ways to maneuver out of it. Um, you know, like I said, just in part, sometimes uh, it's two, three other things that has led to this or it's a learned behavior or it's a, a common trait. Uh, it's genetic, you know, it's generational. So in these things, we have to, you know, go for the root cause uh, to be able to tear down the stronghold or the heredity of what they are enduring or encountering to be able to build them up into a place of stability um, of functioning in a, a more healthier lifestyle.
Yeah, because a lot of them, like you said, they're operating from when they're five or 12 and they're making decisions based on that and they don't even realize it. And I was, I was guilty of that too, right? You know, I was in my my forties and realizing that all the decisions and all my behaviors and patterns up until that point was literally based on that five-year-old little child who was being abused, right? When she was younger. And I thought, Mm -hmm. wow, that was such an awakening moment for me. And now I, I, you know, like you, I help my clients kind of get through that. And once they're aware of it, and you probably find the same, once they're aware that that's where they're coming from, right, from um, how they operate, I, I think it opens up that kind of that that way of changing mm-hmm. the way they think so that they can start on their healing journey. Yeah, definitely has to change. Uh everything about them, their thinking pattern, their behavior pattern, um, the way they operate, the way they move. It, it, it's just, like I said, breaking it down stage by stage uh, and building back up. Uh, and so a lot of people think that counseling and coaching is just, oh, we're going to do one or two sessions. We're going to do no. Um, sometimes it takes years. Sometimes it takes months. Sometimes people, you know, catch on uh, or have health or trauma um, longer than others or even shorter than others. You know, some people go through marriage failures uh, because of the things that's been rooted in them from childhood or things that they learned or even things that they didn't learn um, to keep themselves able to be able to cope with people. They don't have social skills. They don't have people skills. Um, so it's a lot of different things that you have to identify to be able to resolve the issues um, that are occurring within that person. And, and for, for some of your clients, you probably, like, I know for me, there were many, many years from, from, you know, probably around high school until my 40s that I lost my faith because of the abuse and the trauma that I had experienced as a child. And it took me a while to, to regain that faith. And now I, I rely on that for my mental health. Um, when you come across a client who has lost their faith, how do you help them find that because you do a lot of ministry work how do you combine the two to to give that support to your clients yeah so um you know it takes a lot of prayer uh it it takes them it takes helping them to understand the word um you know i do an action plan with all of my clients um and i definitely incorporate the word of god uh, because it is like a two-edged word it cuts it cuts away it teaches it equips it builds um so in that I I even, you know, I host Bible studies. Um, I do whatever I need to do to give them uh, help and assistance with having a greater understanding of how to apply the word uh, to their life that they may gain hope again and have faith. Um, And like me, you know, I, I have went through a lot of things with the people that I deal with, I see myself in them. Um, I went through 15 years of living in a world of trauma and abuse and identity crisis and all of the things that, you know, I encounter and deal with on a daily basis. So it's more so off experience as well and coming into the knowing of myself and identity in Christ and letting them know that that is where you have to start. You know, Um, you have to start by belief in who you are in God and not what people have told you, not um, what man has tried to make you be or what society has named you, you know, for the 
uh, social normal of what you have adapted to. All of those things have to be broke away um, that you may be fully enriched, you know, by the light and the word of God to live fluently in who God has called you to be. And so in doing study with them in doing um, prayer with them, questioning with them and putting an action plan together, incorporating um, different things to bring out the gifts and the abilities and the talents that God has given them. Uh, it gives them a greater faith. It gives them a stronger hope. And it's, you know, it shows them, you know, it takes them back to their childhood as well. Cause they're like, Oh, when I was a child, I was told this, you know, that I had this gift that I had this, but as I grew older, I lost it or I didn't think I had it anymore. Or I didn't, you know, and so it's just like pulling out uh, the good and then doing away with the bad. So yeah, and that's the thing. You have to reflect and look at things in so many ways of your growth and where you're going. And really, are you caring about, you know, how you're developing and in, in growth and development? So it's always a process that you yes. have to understand these things and really reflect on these things to, to move forward. And, and sometimes it's hard because everything that's going around you, you can't think about it. You just need to take time and reflection to move forward. Yes. Growth that I, I truly believe in uh, growth and development being a full function. And that even sometimes takes you back to having to deal with the psychosis of where you are and where you've been to get to where you need to be to go where God, you know, wants you to go. And so um, uh, dealing with the things that you haven't dealt with um, helps you tear that away that you may grow and develop in new phases and areas to be able to be equipped for, um, you know, the new life and ability that God is um, building you in. Yeah, it's interesting because, um, you know, every time I think I'm fully healed, then something might trigger me and it's like, oh, I start to go down the spiral, but I, I know how to pick myself up out of it. But you, you're never fully healed. It's a constant learning. It's a constant um, finding new things about yourself that, that you may have to kind of start analyzing and healing once again. Um, when you fall into that space, what are some of the uh, things that you do to, to help you uh, quickly start getting out of it? Um, yeah, so um, dealing with unresolved issues, um, basically a lot of people hinder themselves in that um, I've identified that I used to do that, you know, not dealing with um, undealt trauma or unresolved issues. It just appears in other places so that you think that you've come to a place because you've defeated one thing and then something else comes up that you have been dealt with that's been identified. Um, so in finding results in that uh we just basically have to face it and deal with it. A lot of people don't take accountability and not that they don't want to, but they haven't been taught how. Um, they don't know how to cope with behavior change or issues or um, being able to break the cycles of the things that's been, you know, in their bloodline for years or the things that they were taught. And so in dealing with that, we have to identify it. Uh, we have to uh, recognize what it is that we need to deal with and we have to uh, dissect it and uproot it. Um, so therefore, 
uh, it isn't an unresolved issue, but it's something that we're bringing solution to that we no longer deal with this same type of coping method or or pain in avenues and relationships and friendships. Because if, if you don't deal with it, um, or at least identify it the most. So basically identifying it is a big thing to me. So in doing that, I, I seek God, I ask God, like, uh, you know, what are my triggers uh, emotionally? What are patterns that I have that, um, you know, that I haven't found that needs to be, you know, uprooted? Uh, is it anything uh, in me? And even in dealing with people and helping people, sometimes I find myself like, ah, oh, you know, like the other day, I just, you know, I just went through that, you know. And so it's something that you have to be okay with identifying and taking accountability to, to be able to maneuver ways to uh, change and rid yourself and uproot it. Yeah, it's that awareness of those patterns and behaviors. Um, that's a lot of the work I do with my clients because once you're aware of it, it's not like it's not going to exist, right? You're going to have these patterns and behaviors and, and unresolved issues. But once you're aware of them, you can heal them. And what you said about generational trauma is so important because I find myself, as many of us do, I find myself, um, I'll be doing things and I go, oh no, that was my mother. Like she had that behavior, which was, you know, not healthy. Um, or the same in my kids. I see my kids and I go, oh, that's not good. And I know I gave that to them. And so you can start recognizing those those generational patterns that are unhealthy that start going, you know, uh, uh, across your whole family. And, um, and it's definitely once you become aware of them that you can heal them. Yes. Yes. So um, what, what, what are some of, um, if somebody's really struggling with getting help, cause that's one of the big things we, we tend to go within and we don't really want to reach out for help. Um, what would you do? What would you say to someone to encourage them to pick up the phone and start calling you because they they really need to get some help? Um, yes. Yeah, so in dealing with domestic violence advocacy, that's a huge factor. A lot of people have fear and intimidation. Um, they people that have trauma from abuse, they just they they withdraw. They shut themselves off. They don't want to deal with it. They don't want to face it. It's a challenge. Um, so basically, the the main focus that I do with dealing with domestic violence, families, children and mothers, is just showing them love, showing concern, um, letting them know that everyone is not the same to basically help them with their mindset and their heart uh, that they may be able to gravitate towards um, receiving help and open up um, slowly. You know, sometimes it takes longer for others because they've been through so much and it's been repetitive or like I said, some have been through things longer than others relating back to childhood, which has affected them and, and drawn them to have trauma bonds to be uh, in a place of dealing with continuously in that same pattern. So mostly the, the thing I do is to to show love, you know, to nurture um to be concerned, to to ask questions, to teach them uh, good coping skills um, so that they may be comfortable in a place to be eased over, to open up little by little to uh, receive what they need to get the help that they desire. 
And the coping skills are so important. That's one thing I, I talk with my kids all the time um, is learning good coping skills and what are they? And, and they, they're different for each situation. But um, when you have good coping skills, um, that's when you can avoid things like, you know, drug and alcohol addiction and, and uh, you know, anger outbursts and things like that, because um, that's something I didn't learn as a child. And I learned and, and it took me until my adulthood that I was able to learn really good coping skills. Um, and so that's that's something that um, is really, really important. Yes. A lot of people dealing um, or coming from these avenues, they don't have social or even economic skills. They some don't know how to read. They don't know how to do applications. They don't know how to fend for themselves. Um, they're not strong in certain areas. They're very weak and, and timid uh, because of all of the abuse and the trauma and the manipulation that have been placed on them. Um, the word curses and they and they believe sometimes in their mind that that's all they are, you know, even by, you know, abusive mothers and, and family members, the, oh, you're not going to do anything. You're going to be just like your mother or, oh, you're not worthy or no, you're not worth anything and, and this and then the other. So that's what they adapt to in the environment that they've been around. And so um, you have to show them love and basically concern to be able to break these things, to build them up into a place of learning um, how to cope, how to be like, I've seen 45, 52, 68, 63 year old women still with the mindset of teenagers and, and 20 year olds or even 12 year olds. Uh, because they don't have coping skills. They don't have social skills. They were never taught anything but poor behavior and characteristic patterns. Um, so yes, it's very important, I do believe, to instill coping skills um, and to help them to discern and know what is good in their, in their patterns of living and healthy lifestyle. Um, holistically, mentally, emotionally, a lot of people just stop with, oh, physically, long as you get out of here and you live in a place and you've been here all your life, it's going to be okay. No, you have to, you can move a person away, but what's embedded in them is still going to be there until it's broken. So you have to break a person's mental and emotional state down to change their complete mindset that they may shift to see the full transformation of who they really are in their identity, or they're going to have those issues and it's going to go down to their children. And that's how cycles and generational curses form and continue to go through the bloodlines because it's not about um, where you are, but where you're going and you can't just change it by moving away or um, not facing it or dealing with it. You have to deal with it. Absolutely. You know, I, I didn't start healing until after my kids were uh, maybe like 10, 11. And so uh, they've, I, I you know, it, I instilled some of my trauma with them and I started to recognize it at the time. Um, and it was, it was an eye opener for me. And then I carried a lot of guilt for it. I had to do a lot of work for myself because I started to see that I was recognizing patterns that were so unhealthy. And um, we have to break the cycle, you know, we have to help each other out and make sure that uh, we get that support and love. And I always, I, until I started healing, I started to, you know, I started to recognize that I felt like a prisoner in my own mind because of the, the abuse and the trauma. Like everything I did was so against me 
And because of everything that I was doing, I made bad decisions because of it. I acted, you know, like a bully because of it. And so your mindset, like you said, is so important that that we have to help people who've been through this to, to really change their mindset so that they can start moving forward. Yes, that's true, because, you you know, they hold up a gate, they become dominant, uh, they become aggressive, they become angry, they become bitter. All of those illegal emotions um, which begins to function and bring the traits uh, and poor characteristics of what they're harboring. So, um, you know, you have to deal with the heart within and deal with the mind that they may shift uh, fully and rid themselves of all of those things that are not healthy and, and set boundaries. You know, a lot of people, they don't set boundaries. They just feel like um, being ran over is okay. I've actually had people to tell me that, being ran over is okay or being um, ran by somebody or someone having control is okay. And it's, you know, it's not okay. So it's definitely a mindset um, and definitely things that trigger those types of behaviors because of, like I said, learned patterns and things that's been instilled and rooted um, in them that has to be broken away. So uh, it's just like a, like chastening and taking a little knife and just nipping and cutting and cutting and continually doing surgery until um, you are able to stitch that complete wound up and, and be able to see the healing, um, you know, take a full process. Yeah. Cause you don't realize that healing is possible. I, I had accepted my, my mindset that it was just who I was until I realized, wow, I really can find, you know, I can find joy and I can heal myself. And it's a completely different outlook once you've done and started doing the work. So that's really important. Well, yes. thank you, Kia. We are out of time. Where can people find you? All right. You can find me um, on Instagram. It is Coach Kia Dowdy. Uh, and on Facebook, it is Kia, K-I-A Dowdy. Also, um, Integral Solutions Coaching Service is also posted um, as a business page on Facebook. Um, so if you want to find me there, you can find me there as well. Terrific. Thank you. We'll put all the links in the in the, um, the, the comments. So thank you, Kia. It's been really great having you on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.